This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Welcome to the All Love No Fear podcast with your host, Miss KB. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to episode eight, hosted by Miss KB <laughs> and your co host, Mr. Mark Metapoetic Bennett. Okay. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, yes. welcome. Yes, it has been a lengthy week. Um, we have been booked. Yes. And busy. Long, long week. We is tired. <laughs> but but we're going to get this together. We are here and we're going to do this podcasting thing. So uh, let us get started with our love it or lose it segment. Love it or lose it. Hey. Love it or lose it. Check it out. Say. Love it or, or lose it. Love it or lose it. Love it. Lose it. Lose it. Lose it. With KB. That's fine. So, for those of you who are first-time listeners, Love It or Lose It is a category uh, or a segment of our show where um, we basically um, evaluate four choices and make a decision on which ones we would love and which ones we would lose, i.e. throw away forever. Um, So this week, our topic is Black TV Shows. Okay. Shows that people, that black people, I should say, consider to be classics um, and, and you know, just, you know, things that they would never give up. So the four options for the black shows this week, Martin, Living Single, Girlfriends, My Wife and Kids. Those are the four choices. Okay. Martin, Living Single, Girlfriends, My Wife and Kids. These are four classic black shows um, that have reruns on television all the time that people uh, enjoy very much. And uh, yeah, so I guess I'll go first. Okay. My lose it of these four, it's probably going to be my wife and kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, Martin, Martin almost made it on there on the lose though because I don't stand for it the way other people do. But um, my wife and kids, I feel like I would have to do the lose on. Like, it was cool. I liked it. But it's not a show that um, I necessarily, like, if I see it on TV, like, I'll let it rock. But I'm not like, oh, I'm definitely, like, going hard to watch this if it comes on. Like, if I see a living single or girlfriend's marathon going, I'm tuned in. Like, I haven't seen the episodes already. They're lit. I'll even watch a little Martin Marathon because who is it? VH1, MTV, one of them channels we play in Martin, like, after midnight. And, you know, I'll sit and watch that. And Martin has a lot of um, classic lines and whatnot. But, yeah, my wife and kids was cool, but I can't think of anything memorable from it. 
or anything that really stands out to me or anything that's really like a pop culture reference that um, I can point to yeah. now. So, yeah, my wife and kids is probably where yeah. I'm going to say no. I think the weak link on that list is my wife and kids. Yeah. I think the other three um, have a different impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, out of those out of those four, my wife and kids is it. I was trying to figure out what other one could you put in that place, but I don't. I can't think right now. Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I, like, I, I don't. I can't really think right now. Like, what you can put in place of my, my wife, wife and, and kids. kids. Okay, well let's. But um, let's 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 do that. Let's think of something you can put in place of my wife and kids and see if that changes things. Because you say that list, my wife, my wife and kids is out of here. Immediately. That was it. That yeah, was your immediate thought. <laughs> I was like, mm, my wife and kids. You're like, mm, throw that one away. Throw that one away. Um. All right. Let's see. You what? have you have things like Moesha. You have uh, you've got Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, if you put stuff like you've that, you got Family good. Matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think there's like a lot of other choices that if you put that one there, it would, it would be a harder decision. Like if you told me Family Matters, Fresh Prince, Martin, and Living Single, that's different. All right, so let's play that game. You said <laughs> Fresh Prince. Family Matters. Family Matters. Martin. Martin. Living Single. Living Single. Yeah. That, so that's different. Mm-hmm. Because, like, um, My Wife and Kids is cool. Mm-hmm. It is. But it's not, it's not, it's not, I don't, people don't put it in that same category. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and think girl, it's earned I, that I, level of. And I think Girlfriends is cool, too. I think the Girlfriends is a great show. Oh, it's a great show. But I don't know if people put it in that same category. Well, it's it's not as much of a classic to universally. Well, I well the reason I kind of put it on there is because it's a show that was featuring and highlighting four black women. Those were the showrunners. No, no, it, 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 and that's it was not a fantastic a com- show. Yeah, that's not a, and that's not a common thing across like popular black shows. I would say Girlfriend sort of like is the most um the most, I guess, progressive in that in that sense that yeah. they they ran that show with four black women as the main focus. I mean, the only other show that I think that's comparable where there were so many black women prominently featured was um, Living Single. Correct. But even then, I feel like the men in that story still had a little bit more like screen that, that, time, yeah, than, I guess, than, than in um, the girlfriends. in girlfriends and girlfriends. Like it was literally focused on those four. I mean, there were men that were part of it, but they weren't as much. A focus, like, living single, like the guy who played Kyle, he was like a prominent. Yeah, and I don't know if that was intentional or if it just happened that way, but like we can have um, a conversation about like why girlfriends might have not been high because it's mostly women. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk about that. That's, right, that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. But um, in terms of how universally how people rank it, they don't usually put that. Yeah, that's as true. High as the other four, that's true. Like it's a different conversation about why they do that, why that happens, but okay. So I guess getting to our original category of uh, love it or lose it. So you said we both agree my wife and kids were thrown away. What are we keeping? Martin living single. Or what are we loving, I guess? Martin Martin living single girlfriends. Living single. Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe that I am tempted to go with girlfriends. Okay. 
I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really get into girlfriends that much. Okay, and I mean, I can I can see why it wouldn't be appealing to the male demographic necessarily. Um, yeah, I, I didn't really get into girlfriends that much. I watched like when I saw those episodes, it was cool. It wasn't like I was like ah yeah, <laughs> but um, I never really got into it. Living single, I did. Living single was fantastic. Yeah, I think then, Living Singles had Living Single had like a, a lot of like corny jokes and like random stuff like that. Yeah, but it was but, cool. But it, it still also addressed things too. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. And you know, certain people came on the show it was exciting too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Girlfriends for me, I think I just liked the fact that it was like four professional black women just like being great at what they were doing and just showing like, oh yeah, these people may be polished and have it all together, but they still have like struggles in life and da 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 so it was just very interesting to see to see that um yeah and I, when playing I heard, out on tv because that's really that was really not a very um common thing at the time that the show was out yeah and i remember the episode when i heard like soul williams was on there oh yeah he and so, i think he was married in real life to one of the, to the girl that played uh lynn yeah so yeah it was the whole thing was interesting it was it was um yeah, do you want to do the new list too, or just? Yeah. So, what did you say it was Martin? Martin Fresh, Fresh Prince, Prince, Family Matters, Living Single, Living Single. Okay. <sighs> On that list, I think, and I have to, I I think when I, when I when I look at them, I'm like, which one was I entertained back then and would still be entertained now? by now? Would still be entertained equal well, not equally, but very well right now at the same time. I think for me, out of those four, would be Fresh Prince. That you would keep or cut? Keep. Okay. Um, because I'm still entertained by those. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. No problem. I'm, I'm still, I'm still um, entertained by those um, episodes. Okay. Um, for me, I think you said Fresh Prince, Living Single. What was the other one? Martin and Family Matters. Yep. Uh, I think my love it out of that one is probably Living Single. Okay. If I had to, if I had to make a choice. Okay. What What, what would you lose? I- I've been trying to just. I've been stalling with. You've been stalling with the lose for that one. I think Family Matters would be the lose for me. Because the show was cool or whatever, but it's not like if I had to put it in the frame of something I would sit down and willfully watch now. Like, not necessarily. I don't think the show did enough for me for me to watch it now. I think and not be annoyed by the whole like Steve Urkel character and like just yeah. I think Family Matters might have been for a younger audience also. Probably. Cause that, I, f- I think that's also... I put it in there because I believe it had the high impact, but it might oh, yeah. have been for a long, younger audience. Oh, yeah. That, that, I could see that. Um, so that's why. Oh, still, still thinking? Yeah. <laughs> um, Mark is thinking. Mark is thinking. See, I, I tried to give us the easy, uh, easy love it or lose it this week. <laughs> Mark said, "No, no, let's jazz it up." Da, 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 da. Now he, now he over here going through it. I go back and forth between Family Matters and Martin. Okay, out of those four. Okay, talk. And about I know it. people want to kill me for the Martin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Family Matters, I think, was like when the age it came out was the biggest impact for me when it came out. Mm-hmm. I think I used to watch. I used to run and watch that mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to run and watch Martin. Okay. As much as I ran to watch Family Matters mm-hmm. because of the age it came out. Mm-hmm. That's why I said that. Right. Um. And Martin is cool. But, like, people try to act like it's not, but there was, like, a lot of corny elements in mine. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. 100%. <laughs> like, there was a lot of corny elements in mine. That, um, and like, and of, you know how I knew Martin that. had corny elements? Because um, that show that um, they had on OWN with Mara Bakakil, who um, was a showrunner for Girlfriends, BT Dubs. Um, the show Love Is that they had going on um, OWN last summer, there was a show that they were working on that was very Martin-esque. And I don't know if that was like a a recall to like real life, but it was very Martin esque, and I could see how corny it was yeah. looking at it within the context of that's the show that they were working on while they were um, acting out their previous lives. And um, love is so yeah, Martin Martin does seem kind of corny. Yeah, I like, mean not I, overall, I, but like yeah. it did definitely have a lot of like corny corny yeah. moments. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like I would watch a, Mar- a modern-day Martin and be like, okay, this is lit. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I think, probably I, wouldn't like it. I think I watch an older episode of Martin for nostalgic reasons. Yeah. But, like, if somebody was to come out and do a Martin-esque show with, like, a Shanae character and, like, a Jerome, I would be like, all right, is this yeah. what we're doing, guys? Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be amused by it. But I guess, you know, that's just me. Other people might be. Yep. All right. So... Have we laid all of our opinions on the table about this at this yeah. point? Because I'm just going to put them both in the same lane. Okay. <laughs> <it> that way. <laughs> See, like I said, I tried to keep it cute. Yeah, you did. And here yeah. you come. Definitely my fault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Pardon me for the yawn. Like I said, it's been a long day and I'm tired. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's just where I am. We're, so. we're going to pull together. Get some high energy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, not, okay. wow, okay, that Who's really gonna, that really activated the high energy, yeah, for sure. That's the point, just turn it up. Wow. Like, turn it up okay. a little bit. Turn it up a notch. Okay, gotcha. Hit that dial. Okay. We don't we don't really have dials in the 21st century to turn things up, but um, okay. I have dials in front of me, so you were making it up. Well, I don't have dials in front of me, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying that most things you push a button to turn it up or something, not turn a dial. But it's whatever. We can move on. Word. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so let's get into our topic for today. Um, Mark, uh, came up with this one, I think. And, uh, the topic is, um, what are some good reasons to end a relationship? Um, and the reason that this topic kind of has come up, it's something that Mark and I have talked about several times over the, the years we've known each other. And, you know, when talking about breaking up, like, a lot of people feel sometimes like there has to be some serious, like, crazy extenuating situation for you to break up with somebody. And, like, I remember even talking to Mark one time about, like, you know, breaking up with someone. And he was like, well, I don't understand why you, like, sat around for that long. You could have just broke up with them just because you felt like it wasn't, like, right or working or whatever the case is. You could have just broke up. And I was like, that sounds really cool in theory. But, like, in my mind at the time, I didn't think... I had a reason to break up with someone. And so having that conversation that one time really sort of changed my mindset on 
or maybe at least got me to start thinking about why my mindset was what it was and why I felt like there had to be like a crazy like circumstance or reason to break up with somebody. Because as we heard in the cheating conversation back a couple episodes back, Mark breaks up with people for everything. (laughs) And so the concept of, of breaking up is not a foreign one to him. He's completely cool. Just cutting it off Let, let's let's clear this up first before before people think that's I'm, what you said my head is wilding this is why um if it's over it's over for me i believe the way i am even if the person doesn't feel that way i put my all into the relationship so if i put my all into a relationship and it still doesn't work i'm like all right i, I tried my best and i can i can wash my hands and be cool I don't have to feel bad about it because I'm like, I tried my best and it still was not working. <laughs> so right. I, I feel as if I put my oil into it and it doesn't work. I'm like, I can wash my hands. I'm like, I, I tried my best. Even if, I'm like, I'm not saying it's always not, it's someone else's fault. It could be my fault also. But if I, I've tried my best and for some reason it's just not connecting or things are not working, I think, I'm like, all right, let's, let's move on. I don't think it has to be some big event of why you have to leave. I don't think it has to be the person is cheating on you or the person is hitting you or something like that. I think that's where the um, the concern is. Like, someone would not want to be with that person anymore, and they feel like they have to wait for something to happen. They're like, oh, I wish this person would cheat on me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this person would cheat but on me. That true. sounds nuts. But, but it's true. It's that like people, people, people feel that way. Like, I wish this person would cheat on me, so I, have a re- so I feel like I have a reason to just leave them now. Mm-hmm. Or, that's insane that people think that. That's nuts. Yeah, it, it it is, but it's like they they feel as if like I can't just like I don't think that um it's working out and that's it. Like they have to put together the reasons and make make a valid case to present it to the person about why we're breaking up. Like oh, it has to be because this this this. Like oh, I just it can't just be like I don't want to be with you anymore and then and then be out. Right, <laughs> and like I just wonder what that's about. Like why? How have we gotten to the point where? We feel like j- neglecting our feelings, our true instincts and feelings about being in relationship with someone. And this is not just even like dating relationships, but, rela- but relationships with people in general. How do we, how have we gotten to the point that we neglect our own intuition, our own instincts, our own feelings about what's right and what's not um, and stay in things that aren't healthy? Like, I I just don't, I don't, like, I don't know how, like, was there a class that we all took at some point? Or, like, like, what was, where's the conditioning that comes from with that? Like, I just, I'm very curious about that. I think what happens is, because we're with somebody, we we have some form of care or feeling towards that person. Yeah. And so, because we have some feeling, some care towards that person, in our mind, if we were, someone broke up with us, we want to know why. Okay, and I mean that's valid. You want to know why? What, what, why? What brought? What is the, the breakup behind, about? What is the reason behind it? Mm-hmm. And so, so that so you feel and you feel as if you want to know is like if someone said for a reason that you thought wasn't valid, would that be would um would you accept it? But the problem is, it doesn't matter to accept it if you want to break up with them. They right? Don't, they don't have to accept the breakup for them to break up. That's true. And I think that's the other that's another part of it that's really important. It's like a lot of us don't know like how to break up and not have like that 
final cut situation that we hope for. Because I've broken up with with folks and they have just been like completely ignorant of the fact that I said I was out. <laughs> like, I'm like, nah, I'm not doing this no more. It's been great. And it's like they didn't hear me talking. And I'm just like, but no, we're we're, break, we're breaking up, though. And like, so it's like I had to reiterate that a few times, more than a few times, for it to be clear that this was no longer a thing that was happening. And that that points to a level of just like emotional stunting of a person that you cannot accept um, being told like, hey, I, I think we should break up. Because I think for some people, some people have this idea in their mind that the breakup has to be mutual. It does not. It don't. It does not. It don't. If one person feels like they don't want to do this anymore, they have the right as their own autonomous person to say, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. And they don't have to offer you an explanation. It would be nice if they did, because for a lot of us, we need that closure. We need that. And closure is not like a real thing in these things a lot of times, but whatever. Um, But we need to have something in our minds to hold on to, to help it, to help us make sense of what's happening. But like both people don't have to agree on the breakup. Yeah. The other, the other, both people have to respect the fact that the breakup is a thing, but both people don't have to agree and to that and like <clears throat> i think this also plays into people kind of try to put these um marriage rules on non-marriage because mm-hmm. people feel as if like well i wouldn't just divorce somebody because of this well like, yeah correct you probably wouldn't but this is not a, this is not a divorce right <laughs> it's like just because you're with somebody you don't have to put the marriage rules on each person right you talk to yeah like, um and i i remember situations where like i didn't think it was working out so I was like, Let's, we broke up. Mm-hmm. And like, they're constantly trying to find out like, oh, it's because you had somebody else? Like, no, I just, I didn't want to do this. Right. So, but like, they kind of like try to f- create a reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they, they try to um, put together a valid reason right? of why. Because again, I think it comes back to the fact that we are conditioned to think that if there is not violence or cheating, then there is no reason to break up. That's what a lot of people think, whether yeah, whether they whether they recognize that they think that or not. It's true. Like I've seen situations where like, you know, people are dating or they're married and like one partner is like like not physically abusive necessarily, but maybe like verbally abusive or mentally abusive or financially abusive, but like not physically putting their hands on the person. And the response sometimes is like. Well, at least they're not hitting you or cheating on you. And it's just like... What does that mean? Exactly. I'm like, this is also not healthy either way. The the hitting or the or the cheating is a whatever. But, like, this is also still not a healthy relationship. So I'm not seeing why we're minimizing these very valid, like, concerns and reasons um, to break up. And honestly, you know, it doesn't even have to be as dramatic as emotional abuse or whatever the case may be like you you can just realize that you're incompatible as a as a unit yeah but but and like i know that a lot of that play like a lot of reasons it plays into insecurities because a lot of times people just feel like number one people sometimes just don't want to be alone uh-huh um and they don't want to like try again Mm-hmm. And everything, so like, um, I was just stay with the person I'm with. <laughs> yeah. So like, I understand like that. I think that plays into it also. Of why, but outside of that, I think 
you don't have to find a um, dramatic reason. It doesn't have to, there doesn't have to be drama for there to be a breakup. Right. And, you know, I think, too, part of part of why people feel like they have to have a reason that's, like, really, i.e. cheating or, like, domestic violence or whatever the case is, is because they want to have a reason to give somebody when they tell them, oh, what happened to you and so-and-so? Oh, we broke up. People inevitably are going to be like, why? And they yeah. feel like I have to have a reason to offer to someone. Correct. And the reason of, well, I didn't think we were compatible isn't good enough and is going to lead to more questions. But if I say, oh, they cheated, people are like, oh, okay, well, I get that. That ain't no problem. Yeah. Like, it's like, we, when we receive that information, we know how to process, oh, they were cheating, oh, they were beating the person. But, like, some of us don't have the capacity to process, oh, this person just felt within themselves that this relationship didn't work for whatever reason and just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Because, like, and a lot of people, have, I feel like, have stayed with somebody because of everybody else thought that it was a good relationship. Right. That's nuts to me that you're yeah. with somebody because other people outside of the relationship who have no idea what's actually going on think it's a good relationship. And so you feel like you need to keep doing that. It's nuts. A, it's a terrible plan. It's a, oh, awful. Awful, <laughs> actually. Pretty bad. And like, I just want to go with saying that your happiness matters. It does. I Absolutely. You, you your fight. individual happiness outside of whoever it is you're dating, talking to, not talking to, whatever, that matters. Yeah. Like how you, um, like being happy matters. And like, you have to just be mindful of small things. Like sometimes you can't really place um, an exact pin on what, what, what is disconnecting you from the relationship. Because mm-hmm. it could be just a series of things that you did not notice. Right. Like, it could be starting off with certain things where, like, the person just starts, just talks to you crazy certain times. Right. Like, off on certain times, you're like, and, like, it just, it like, in your mental Rolodex without knowing, you're just, you're subconsciously checking you off certain things. Like, oh, right. that, that bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be certain things where, like, Everything it seems like a battle, <laughs> right? To try to like talk, right? And everything you feel yeah. uncomfortable trying to share your information, share with them, right? Um, they shoot down your dreams, right? Like it's just it's just little small things, right? Kind of um create this um feeling of I don't want to be with this person anymore, right? Like honestly, like it could be you know something as simple like you know, your values don't align. Correct. Like, one of you wants to have children and the other one doesn't. Break up. Yeah. Because it is highly unlikely that the person who, the either one of the people in that situation is going to change their minds on that thing. Because that's sort of a big ticket thing in Correct. a relationship. Kids yeah. and marriage. Those are two big ticket things. So if you are with somebody and you want to get married or they don't and vice versa, or they want kids, you don't want kids... Break up because nine times out of ten, that person is not going to change their mind. And you're literally going to spend your whole relationship arguing back and forth about those things. And then, you know, that lack of connection of the values for the two of you will eventually lead to more arguments, which is unhealthy. And that's another thing I want to stick a pin in right quick. A lot of us have a concept in our minds that arguing is a normal part of relationships. And when I say arguing, I mean like knock down, drag out, screaming arguments. Correct. People think that that's a normal part of relationships. It is not. No. It is absolutely 100% not. It is not. Mark and I don't agree all the time. No. Because we're two different people. We yeah. have two totally different life experiences. You know, we're just different. We're going to have we disagreements. Yes, it's we're going to have disagreements. But, like, we're able to talk about it without it turning into a whole ugly scene where 
you say things that you regret and, you know, it just get it just goes too far. And I think a lot of us feel like that whole vicious arguing and then making up afterwards is like normal is a normal cycle. It is not. Right. It absolutely is not. And, you know, I admit I was one of those people that used to think that was like a normal cycle of relationships because I think it's a lot of what we see played out in, you know, entertainment media mm-hmm. um, of people being in relationships and they arguing and they doing all of this. F you, F you. Like, none of that is normal behavior. Like, we, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't think that it is. We shouldn't think that that's a healthy part of a relationship. Yeah. Um, and, like, and I, I realize that people try to, um, people feel bad about breaking up non-relationships. Yeah. Like, they're not even in a relationship yet, but they don't want to, like, break off the... The talking? Yeah. Whatever that is. <laughs> I'm like, you're not even in a relationship yet, and you already with the, I don't have a reason <laughs> to not I talk mean, to them. You're, you're, like I said before, your instincts and your gut feelings matter. And if you are talking to someone, you know, you're in the pre-dating phase, and there are some things that look sus to you and you feel like, eh, I don't know about this, trust that. Yeah. Don't don't go against that. Because a lot of times people, like, we have this mindset like, oh, maybe I'm overreacting, I'm thinking too much into it. And sometimes that's true. But, like, if you're, if, you, if in your gut you genuinely feel like something about this isn't quite right, you're probably right. So why <laughs> waste, like, six more months of your time to figure out that you were right when you figured this out, like, yeah. in week three of talking to the person? Like, it just, just, I feel like a lot of times we hold on to, like, connections to people sometimes it just, we don't need to. It's yeah. it's never that serious. Like we, we we've all stayed in relationships longer than we should. have. I listen. We, we've all done it. So it's not, it's not a it's not a um. We've all stayed we've in all done it. We've like all the last two relationships I was been I was in before I met you. I can pinpoint quite specifically exactly when I should have broken up, and it wasn't at a point where anything crazy was going on or anything like that. I just had a feeling like this ain't gonna work. Yeah, it just isn't. Yeah, and, and, and I I knew it for a fact. It wasn't. Oh, I was being beat, or I was being cheated on, or blah blah blah. Like I legit just remember clearly saying to myself, "This isn't gonna work." Yeah, and you just stayed longer. And I just stayed longer, and it's like it ended up where the things just eventually went to crap. Yeah, because I just didn't listen. I think part of why you know some people, some of us have so many like bad breakups. It's not so much that the person that we're ending the relationship with was terrible. I mean, sometimes they are. But a lot of times it's that we knew good and well that the situation had run its course, but we kept holding on anyway because we thought, oh, well, maybe I'm overreacting or maybe I'm overthinking things. And so we've built up this, like, expectation in our minds that, oh, it's going to get better. It's not going to be like this. And then when that doesn't happen... That creates feelings of resentment, hostility, blah, 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 blah. So then when you break up, it's like you can't even be cool with the person that you were dating. You can't even see them without wanting to, like, fight. And it's just like that's a weird place to go from, like, really caring about somebody, being in love with somebody, whatever the case is, to it just being like, nah, they dead to me. Like, that's, that's a wild shift. Yeah. So, and it's like, when you think about the fact, like, let's say you were dating somebody for two or three years. At that point, if you're with somebody for that long, like, you love each other. You have deep care for each other. But if you are not, like, paying attention to the signs that make you feel that this relationship is not going to 
run the right course at this point in time and you just let things linger and you let all these unspoken underlying things fester when you finally break up like y'all are enemies and it's like how do you go from loving somebody to like being flat out enemies like that's just the wildest thing to me and it's it's something that I had a hard time understanding but it's like I had to recollect and say you know what like had I listened to myself and just walked away from the situation when I knew I should have maybe we wouldn't be BFFs but you know the ability to be cordial would still have existed. Yeah. Because I don't ever want to feel like me and somebody's dealings with each other have come to an end and we're legitimate. Like, next time I see them, it's like... <sighs> like, I don't want to feel like that about anybody. But it's like, sometimes I think when we hold on to these types of things and don't really put on our big girl panties and big boy drawers and just end it, we we create the space for those types of, like experiences to come from a breakup i'll say i'll say this a lot of times even if we, we're worried about like hurting them and stuff like that it is worse to stay with somebody even though you don't want to be with them yeah than to just break up oh yeah oh yeah because now you're just playing with them right <laughs> right so just it's, it's, it's time you, sh- you should like it's better to just get move on later and like why do we do the like? I'm not gonna leave now. I'll leave in, like two months. Like why do we like break up? Like yo, <laughs> why, why like we... I have legit had conversations with friends. Better like, yeah. So like I think we need to break up, but I'm gonna wait till like September. I'm like it's April, sis. Like what? <laughs> so you about to sit up here for five months? And I got okay. All right. So I got to listen to you complain about the same foolishness from now until September. Okay, but you already know from now. <laughs> okay. All right. That's cool. Whatever. I will say I make the exception in the cases of where people live together and have leases. That and, and <laughs> that, that that is the next point. Because um, if you got a lease, you can't break that bad boy. You just got to keep it cute till the lease can be broken. They, Sometimes they, they, things um get more complicated. That's the reason why you kind of want to find that out. How you feel about that person? Um, after some time, hang with them before you change titles. So when I say titles. Titles like husband, wife. Titles like father, you become a father or mother. Titles like becoming a homeowner together. Mm-hmm. Titles like becoming co-owners of a business together. Mm-hmm. Like things like that bind you mm-hmm. longer and makes you feel like you have to stay in a relationship longer than you absolutely have to actually have to. Yeah, like I know people who have stayed in a relationship well past its expiration date simply because they just signed the lease. Yeah. For some place. And then it went sour like three months in and it was like, well, I got a whole nother nine months before I can even entertain the notion of moving. So now I just have to like silently suffer yeah. in this relationship. And it's like, does the other person know that this is how you feel? Like, you know, it's just, it sounds very exhausting. Yeah. And very and, unfun. And it's that. And, I, and you have like one bedroom, so you can't even get the other bedroom. Fam. Fam. And then like, or stuff like, you, you have a kid with the person. Yeah. So now, like, you're just tied to that person. It's, right. It's just, and that's a hard thing to untangle, yeah. too, when you have, like, a child with someone. To untangle that that doesn't work and you need to break up. I don't agree with staying with somebody just because of the of the kids. Nah, kids ain't dumb. They know what, what time it is. They know yeah. that y'all don't like each other. Yeah. I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, all. I've heard several people whose parents, like, you know fought a lot when they were kids and stuff like that. They were like, I was just waiting for them to get divorced because I could see as a kid this wasn't working. So, 
<laughs> People yeah. be thinking kids are stupid. They not. Yeah. Kids are quite smart. So yeah, I, I um always try the goal is to try to figure out more before you start including any of those titles. Yeah, yeah. Because things just get more complicated and it gets harder to think logically about being with that person or not being with that person. Yeah, I agree. Because I be seeing, I'm not going to lie, I be seeing unmarried couples like buying houses together. I just be like, I really hope y'all stay together because that is a hard, that, <laughs> that, that is a large purchase yeah. to make. And um, I wouldn't be doing it with somebody I'm just dating. I don't I don't care what we talking about. Unless we are engaged to be married, I, I'm not, I'm not buying a piece of real estate in the United States with you. I'm just not going to do it. We can love each other a lot. It's That's cool. completely fine. But like. People out here like, yeah, we've been dating for like a year and a half. We're going to buy a house together. Why? For what? This seems foolish. I think you should both have your own place and then each other visit each other's place. Right. <laughs> you should do that. Right. I'm not buying no whole house with you, sis. I'm just not if we're not like you can, you can, seriously committed to you can, being married. You can stay over as much as you want. For sure. Like that. For sure. What you can like fake live there. It's cool. But like I'm not. Have your own place though. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like living situation, especially in New York City. Living situations is what's holding a lot of relationships together right now. <laughs> like yeah. high key, like people are just like, dang, I can't, I can't really afford to live by myself because this place is so expensive, and like my lease ain't up till such and such a time. So I guess I just gotta rock out. Like the rent is holding people together. No lie. What's funny? Even like out, I'll say even on the Christian tip, on outside of a Christian tip, on the sex makes things more complicated in general. Mm-hmm. Like I've 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 like heard where people were like we had sex tonight I can't break up now <laughs> I have to wait a few more times <laughs> like the the what huh <laughs> so it's like we so, had sex I can't break up <laughs> so it's like it's just so many like facts like I I out even outside of um the um Christian aspects you should just wait to have sex because it it does make things complicated it just does it does it does it, it makes things complicated. Yeah, like, because now you feel like, oh, I've done this with this person, like, and, you know, we do things like be concerned about body counts and stupid things. It doesn't matter. But anyway. Yeah, like, even outside of that, I'm not not even, like, thinking about the whole body count, but just, like, that with that person, it just makes things more complicated. Right. Like, if you haven't figured out if you want to be in a relationship with that person or not, it makes things more complicated. (laughs) It's true. It's true. I agree with you. Because it makes you feel like I, I, I need to stay longer than I actually was because we had that connection. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm saying that. I understand. I agree. I agree. Um, I also think, too, that um, especially when you're, like, in dating situations with, like, someone that's part of a larger group of friends or y'all have a lot of mutual friends together. Yeah, like, sense. that can make you feel like, oh, I got to stick around because, like... If we break up, then I can't really be friends with so-and-so no more. (laughs) Or, you know, like, it just, like, stuff like that is real stuff that people think about. And it's, like, when you're young, like, you know, 20s, 30s, trying to, like, make meaningful relationships and friendships with people, like, that stuff does kind of matter. Even though it's, to me, it's not enough to preclude a breakup. Because if y'all end up breaking up badly anyway, who people going to choose sides. If if somebody that's within the context of a group of friends break up. There's going to be people that's going to fool with one person. There's going to be people that fool with one other person. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah. But, like, stuff like that does, you know, impact. Um, and, and even things like um, the person 
like you know like their sister right or brother and you're like I'm cool with their sister and brother I can't just be like I can't just be out right you you can you can I've, you can I've done it you can do it you <laughs> ab- you absolutely can and and for but, your own <laughs> mental health and and professional development not professional like personal development um as a human being you should you should you should break up with them for yeah. sure um yeah and then um always remember relationships are not a charity they sure ain't um the red cross is a charity i am not relationships are not a charity you should not um be with somebody as a charity as to help them grow as to make them better that is not what a relationship is and we have to we have to stop putting forward that narrative that you are here to help pull somebody up and help them be better. You ain't nobody mama. It ain't your job to raise nobody. It ain't your job. Like, I was seeing stuff on the internet like, oh, like there was this little like Twitter story this guy wrote one time about like how before he had a girlfriend, he didn't know like what you did, what you did with washcloths and like just all different types of stuff. And it sounded like this woman was really upgrading his life. And I'm just like, it was, it was cute. But at the same time, it's like, we have to stop putting in our mind that our focus in relationships is to like intentionally build another person which is what black women have to do all the time yeah a lot of times and to me i'm like i'm not saying that you shouldn't be you know complimenting each other's lives and experiences and making each other better by mutually mutually by being, you know, by working together and being the best versions of yourself. But, like, you know, you shouldn't be dating somebody that is not on your... Like, I know Christians use this equally yoke thing really wrong all the time. But, like, <laughs> it drives me nuts. I hate when people use it because they never use it, right? But, like, you shouldn't be dating someone as a project. Yeah, I would say you you stop trying to be their social worker and their spouse. Right. Like, if you want to be their social worker, that's fine. Right. That is not time to be their spouse. Right. <laughs> like, you know, a lot of a lot of conversations I see are like, you know, a lot of um, black women have degrees and blah, 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 blah. And they want to find a black man that matches them in education and career and whatever. But they don't always. So they marry someone or date exclusively someone who, like, does not fit that. And I'm like, that's fine. But don't think that you have to, like try to mold that man into what it is you're saying that you want. I always like, except if that man is comfortable not going to college, he just wants to do his, like, cause some of these dudes make superb coins doing, you know, construction and that type of stuff. Construction's a whole vibe out here in New York. Like, so there are guys who do that. And it's like, some people look down on that and I'm like, don't date someone that's doing that. If you know you want the guy that went to Princeton and, and is a you know MBA from Harvard or whatever, if that's what you want, go for that. Don't date somebody that you see as potential and try to mold them into that. I always say, look at who the person is right now as they are. If you're okay with how they are right now, then that's fine. Do not fall in love or want to marry somebody based off of what they can be. Right. Because everybody can be anything, which is fine. You're supposed to marry somebody based off who they are right now. Exactly. And, and, look, and try to, when you're talking to somebody, if they never change, is that okay with you? Right. Always think about that. If that person never changes, they're exactly how they are. Forever. Are you okay with that? And if you're not, leave. Right. And I'm not saying that 
People do change. People but, do but, change. But it's not up to it's, you. Can't do anything about that. You have no say in that whole thing. Right. Right. Like it's completely on that person's um, efforts and whatever the case may be to change and do something different. But if you're dating somebody right now who you know is comfortable you know, doing a nine-to-five job and you're looking for somebody who's more of a go-getter, entrepreneur, that's what your ideal is. If that person isn't that, they're not wrong. You're wrong for trying to push that on them and for making it seem like that's the condition for being with you. So you're not really accepting well, them for who they are. Well, it's not wrong for making a condition, but you are wrong for saying that that person needs to do that. Ne- yeah, yeah. Because if, if you condition it, it's fine. Just leave. Right. I mean, I guess I'm, I was trying to say, like, you're making it a condition on them that they have to yeah. do this in order to be with you. It's just like, no, no, people are allowed to be who they are. And, you know. If that's not who you want, then that's not who you want to right, be with. Right, right. And that is not the person for you. Exactly. 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 Right. I agree. And, um, oh, go ahead. Um, Yeah. And just always just be mindful of what you're, um, and how you interact in your relationships to, like, um. Just try to see what's happening. <laughs> like, um, like I said, when um, if everything is a fight, be mindful of that when you're um when you're in a relationship. Always be. What do you con- mean by that? Um, when I say that, always be concerned if you feel as if like everything you do is you're trying to win against your spouse because there's nothing to win. Yeah. Um, I I realize um. I'm kind of transitioning from like reason to end to like how to maintain <laughs> mm-hmm. because like on, on on the other end so th- that those are these are reasons you can um leave relationships on the other end there's um there's certain things like people don't under don't see like how what they're doing is driving their partner away mm-hmm um, how what they're doing, like this little small things, like people don't think are a little small things. It's to be mindful of how you are in relationship, and like even like the pro- the problem is because people always think it's cheating or violence. They think like, oh, I'm just doing this. They're not gonna break up because of this. Okay, gotcha. But like a hundred of those things mm-hmm. could be a reason to break up, mm-hmm. or ten of those things <laughs> right. could be a reason. Like so. Just be mindful of the small things if you're doing small things that make make it come off as if you don't care about the relationship the way you think you you should. What are some examples of those small things you mean? Well, like like I said, if um, so I've I, I've I've seen it many times where like um, someone would do something and like. One one person would do something, the other person would automatically assume that they're just trying to get over on. Gotcha. Okay. And everything. So that that, that if your mindset is that, you'll constantly have this now the, the, the automatic conflict that like the person is constantly trying to get over on you, and or they're trying to make you a punk or whatever it is, and mm. like that, that that is something that needs to be addressed. Right. <laughs> that, that little small thing, I say small thing. I think it's a big thing, but like people make it a small thing. Yeah. Like. <clears throat> That um the person's trying to get over. So yeah, because if you feel like your partner's intentions towards you aren't pure and honest, then that's that's problematic. Yeah. So like even like little things like that, you just have to be able to address those things. Mm-hmm. And that that's that's what I'm saying. Okay. As as they come. 
Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately any reason that you feel within yourself is something that you cannot live with is a good reason to break up. Like, you know, don't don't break up with people for things stu- for stupid things like oh, um this person wears weaves or right, you you can. I don't like this person's feet. Like that's dumb. It's dumb, but you can. I mean, I guess in theory you can. I'm just saying, <laughs> you can. like, I'm I'm just saying that that's not something that you can't look past or get over. Well, like, not, if you're not, nit- not everybody can. That's what I'm trying to say. But if you're nitpicking like that, something's wrong with you. Well, you have a problem. You can say that. I I can. I just did actually. You, you I did. did. But and I mean it. What I'm saying is like some like you just have to if if you can't get past it, that's fine. But just also don't like feel as if that the person has to change. I think I, I think it's fine. You you can nitpick. It's fine. If you feel as if you're gonna be single forever, <laughs> they might, nobody has time. They, they might not be, but yeah. like if you feel as if the only people was that weird sound. I don't know. Um, if you feel as if like you can only date somebody who has no weave, then that's how you feel, and that that's who you'll go for. But you also don't just pick somebody who who has a weave and be like. Nah, I don't like that for you. <laughs> like, don't do that. Right. That's 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 valid. That's valid. That's valid. <laughs> like, don't don't just don't just try to change change a person, um, meant um who they are because to to mold into your ideal person. Right. Yeah. Like, that's we shouldn't be looking at 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 relationships and people as moldable. Yeah. Just like, like how they are. Are you okay with how they are? You mold you you mold children potentially, not like other adults. Correct. That's th- weird. And I think that's that's kind of where um where I'm going with that. Because yeah. like you you can you can have you can have a lot of random nitpicky things that that you like. Nah, I don't. I'm not dating you because of it, which, which is fine. It's like just, people the, have preferences. That's yeah. that's fine. The problem is going um. But don't see don't meet me with a weave. See me wearing a weave for six months and then want to break up with me because I wear a weave. I've been wearing a weave this whole time. Yeah, this whole time I've had it this whole time. <laughs> Now a weave is a problem? Like, stop. Cut it yeah. out. Or if I decide in six months I want to get a weave. I never said I had an issue with a weave, and I get one. That's that's what I want to do. There it is. Or if I did say I have an issue with a weave, and then I get one, I can do what I want. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> so I, correct. I, so that, I'm trying to say, like, it's, that you you can say you break up. That's fine. Just understand that this is who I am. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, this is not to say that, you know, breaking up is ever an easy thing to do because no, it's not. not it's always hard, regardless of whether you feel justified or whether your reason is real, quote unquote, real or not. It's never an easy thing to do. But I always think that being um, proactive about the situation rather than sort of waiting for the other person to break up with you, because people be doing that sometimes. They'd be like, all right. I'm going to like start slowly pulling back and see if the person will break up with me because they don't have the heart to break up with the other person. It's like, nah, then stop being cowards. Let's just, I think we would be better off as a, as a race of people of humans. I mean, um, if we just weren't cowardly and just did what was best for ourselves. And I think that requires a, a huge mental shift because I don't believe that a lot of us, consider ourselves important enough to put ourselves first like even when we're being hurt we still feel like considering the other person um is paramount to our own feelings sometimes and um 
I, I too used to believe that. I now no longer believe that. Um, so, you know, growth. But, um, yeah, I think I think we need to start shifting the mindset about that and recognizing that at the end of the day, like, you're responsible for your own happiness and your own um, life path with the choices that you make. And, you know, choose yourself. Choose yourself. Um, even if that means that you might be single or that you might potentially hurt someone if you can recognize that in the long run this is not a sustainable situation it's much easier to just nip it in the bud from the outset as opposed to you know waiting around for a couple of years like you know don't get me wrong the you know the minute you see something that looks a little iffy I'm not saying, oh, go ahead and break up. You know, you know, you're in a relationship, you're an adult. Yeah. Have a conversation, express how you feel, communicate, use your words, all that jazz. But, you know, if you see like continuous patterns of things or you realize things that just aren't gelling with who you are as a person, like just take the leap and and end it before you find yourself deeper down a rabbit hole with somebody. Now y'all have a kid. Now y'all sharing an apartment. Now y'all bought a house. Like, now you've, like, tethered yourself more to this situation than you could have. And, like, that's a thing that'll happen by default if you continue to, like, be with someone year after year. Like, you just start doing more togethery things. Word. And it's, like, if you recognized in, like, year one or year two that there were some glaring um, red flags or things that alarmed you about the situation, you could have avoided what took place in year four or year five if you had just, you know, cut the apron strings and kept it pushing. So, you know, I guess my my parting words are, you know, when it comes to relationships and good reasons to break up with someone, they're whatever you want them to be. Yeah. And, you know, you don't have to explain it to anybody if you just don't feel within yourself that it's something that will be... uh beneficial both to you and to the person you're dating nor is it something that's sustainable for the long run if you have certain goals for yourself then you know deuces deuces tell them to get out of here yes Word. i mean you might end up getting back together later on in life because i've seen people break up and get back together later on in yeah. life they just needed a moment to go on their own journey and do their own thing and grow up a little bit and whatever the case is so you know but that only can happen when it's broken up honestly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, it, it, break up honestly. Like, this is not, where we are right now is not going to work. Right. Right. And who knows? You, y'all may find yourselves back together, you know, two, three years down the line and, you know, married and happily ever after and all that jazz. But Or, or, or not. Or not. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying, like, <laughs> hold out the hope for that. But, I mean, yeah. it is it is a possibility is all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go right into the music spotlight? Yes, yes. So the music spotlight today is Mr. Jadena, whose full name is Jadena Theodore Mobison. All right. Um, he is half Nigerian, half white. He actually was born in Wisconsin. Wisconsin, he actually, as T-Pain said. That's fine. Um, no, we're not, we're not going to no, acknowledge that like musical genius. We'll, we'll acknowledge T-Pain when it's his spotlight time. <laughs> but you're not going to acknowledge the genius of Wisconsin? We're not going to do that. I don't no. understand why. 
I thought that, that is, was revolutionary. It's not his time. Wisconsin, uh, <laughs> you are such a hater. Um, what's also interesting, I don't we know. We don't need hateration or holleration in the dancery. Nope, we're not going to do this <laughs> dancery again. It's dancery. <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing dancery again. So before we started recording, we were talking about what's the... So apparently the words are dance soiree, but I decided to keep going with dancery and Mark is not supporting it. No, dance soiree is what we're doing. <sighs> Mary said dancery. I'm just trying to go with what she said. But um, I, I didn't know he was an 85, so I'm pretty excited about him being 85. Oh, I'm, like you? Because okay. I'm 85. That's fine. Um, But yeah, he um, he was born in Wisconsin. He, he said he grew up partially in Nigeria. Um, he graduated in Ma- graduated from high school in Massachusetts. Oh, he's been all over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but he's also signed to Janelle Monae's Wonderland Records label, which mm-hmm. is through Epic. And um, he is um, a person, we, we went to his concert, he's fly. Oh, if you, you know his, you, his most popular song is Classic Man. Mm-hmm. You probably know him from. Um, but he released a whole, an album called The Chief. In like what, 2017? 2017, yep. Mm-hmm. And um, me and Kristen been loving his album nonstop for a long time. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, his album is fire. Please catch that. Get on, get on that album if you can. Hot fire, hot fire. Um, but yeah, he um he's good because like he kind of raps. He got, he has um Afrobeat in the background. Yeah, he doesn't like a nice mix of like. Ni- African and like European American kind of music. Yeah, he has like a lot of like um, Niger music in the background. Yes, and um, he also dresses very um, like just it's a very unique style. Like yeah. he does a lot of like it's, bespoke suits and like you know it's almost like that dandy style. Yeah, if that makes any sense. Like if you Google dandy style, like you'll understand like what what I mean. But it's like. Very, like, very well-tailored and colorful, and, you know, he's giving you, like, three-piece suits and, like, walking sticks and uh, pocket watches and that type of stuff. He also incorporates a lot of um, prints. Yeah, and he also Um, does a lot of, like, African-inspired, like, wear as well. Especially in Nigerian, like, he has staffs and stuff like that. Like, he he incorporates a lot of his culture and um, how he dresses Mm -hmm. into his show. His live show is Mad Fire. Um, Fire. He's, like, he's very... He's a, if you can see it, want to see his live show, it's coming to your town. Please listen to it; it's awesome. But the um, the song we're gonna play today is called "Chief Don't Run." It is the second song on his album. Um, that is called "What's a Kid Called the Chief." Please, you can listen to it right now. It's gonna be fire. Get into it. Hot fire. This hot is fire. called "Chief Don't Run." Before the red cups in the backwoods smoke, me and mom in the shack in the woods, bro. 
I was sleeping on the floor with the oven door open while I dreamt about the places that I would go. We'll go door to door to door all day. We'll begging them to lay up in their fall, yeah. I was sitting with the hookers in the motel hallway, waiting on a blind eye dissing like it's Broadway. Now these matters looking like a fleet of foxes. Rad pack, chief of stat like Sinatra. Eat, drink, swank, that's the mantra. Better stand when I speak, fix your posture. Chief, don't run, baby, where the popper? Wanted me to be a lawyer, engineer, doctor. The new godfather, keep your old mobsters. Matter of fact, you can keep your old Oscars. It's the mind never dies now. I'm on a yacht with a prince in Dubai now. I'm with the Dalai Lama's homies in the sky lounge. Cocktails got me loosening my tie now. They're saying Papa never honored in his homeland. That's fine. I'd rather have my own land. Got a plan for a hundred Roman numerals. Long little chief. Welcome to your funeral. Set of laws out here. Know my rights even when I'm in the wrong out here. Look what we did with one song out here. Like a locksmith opened every door out here. You're dealing with a king, not a Kong out here. You a pawn, but we can get along out here. You in my house acting too free though. We know you found two free throws. Cheapy, cheapy in a new chief cloak. I ain't even said a word about my suit piece, boo. I got a new agenda that I gotta carry through. When your father's enemies trying to bury you. Welcome to your burial. Get into the song. Yes, the whole album is Hot Fire. Um, yeah. All the shots. All yes. the gunshots. Lick shot, All lick, the shot, lick shot, lick shot, lick shot. Um, yes, Jadena is definitely a personal favorite of mine, and I went to see his show, I think, back when I was pregnant, and it was worthwhile. Like, Which is probably why Avery likes drums. Yes, because there were many of them um, at the function. Yes. Um, and the show was like the show was really, really like energetic and you know, it's it's <clears throat> not like I expected him to just stand there and just rap, but like the way he moved and interacted with the crowd and everything, like it was actually really, really like a very engaging show. Yeah. Um, so if you have a chance to see him, check him out. It's worth it. Word. Um, so let's move on to some of our other topics uh, music related this week because we do love to talk about music on this podcast. Yes. So um, Jim Jones uh, of El Chapo. Uh, it's El Capo, but okay. 
Um, El Chapo is the guy who they got locked up in the prison in the city. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is. He locked up down by me too. Um, but Jim Jones of uh, Dipset uh, fame, I guess. Um, is that the right group? Dipset. Dipset, yeah. Yes. El Capo. Yes, released an album um, this past week called El Capo because that was his um, name in the group that was his like alias or something capo yeah yeah he said it in multiple songs capo you just hear it in the background it's one of his ad-libs um <laughs> it's true i've heard it um so he released an album i think last year called wasted talent that was actually quite good quite good because i don't know if i've ever been like checking for jim jones like that as like an artist but after that wasted talent i was like well all right uh let me let me see what's happening here so he released uh, released i'm sorry another one this week called el capo which is Italian for chief. So it's actually quite interesting that we yeah. just played Jadana the chief when capo essentially means chief the chief. same thing. So you went from chief to chief. See what we did there? Ha, ha, But, um, yeah, like this this album is a collaboration between Jim Jones and Heatmakers. If I'm from New York, you understand Heatmakers makes that fire. <laughs> Making that fire for a long time. They got the soul samples. They got the drums. Mm-hmm. They always hitting it every time. This album is fire. It is my New York bias is strong with this album. As we it know, is, Mark, it is strong. I like, don't know if I've ever. It's not. It's not, it's not str- that strong all the time. But with this album, it is strong. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever said this on this podcast, but Mark and his friends are very upstanding, respectful individuals. However, <laughs> when some dipset come on, it'd be like, okay, so they from New York, New York. Got it. <laughs> got it. I'm just like I don't I don't I don't get it, but okay. Um, yeah. Be blessed. Get into the song. There's a lot of great songs on there. Um, NYC with Fat Joe was cool. Um, Pity in the Summer is cool. State of the Union with Rick Ross is cool. <laughs> like, I like that one. Um, there's a song with Fabulous, Nothing Last. That's good. <laughs> Fabulous may be garbage, allegedly, for beating that lady, but um, he's a great rapper. I'll say that. <laughs> Dude, I've never heard a fabulous song I didn't like, or a fabulous feature I didn't like. Yeah, I'll say that. I, I talked about it before. They just stopped. To, like, if you, what I've realized with controversies, if you just stop talking about it, somehow it just goes away. Because, yeah. like, the real tea is fabulous. Never addressed that situation publicly. He, he has not talked about it, and he was like, "All right, we're gonna keep going. All right, we're gonna keep going." Like, he Let's just kept putting. I think he went. He did like a concert like the same week the story came out, and people were like, "So you not? Well, you don't want to talk about the fact that they said that you're not that lady tea fat? You don't want to?" You want to talk about that? He was like, no, I don't. I'd like to perform music. And that's what he did. So I guess I guess people moved on. This is and this is why it's always interesting. Because like people act like it doesn't, but if you keep performing, people just forget about everything you've done. If you keep Except perf- for R. Kelly. Except, forget. But but he also but also his albums fell off. People don't check them like that. Also that. Like if if you like people like will dismiss Mad enough from what you do. Mm-hmm. If they're like, but they have good songs. Let's let's keep rocking. <laughs> I mean, shoot, it applies to people that don't even do music. Like Kobe went out there and scored eighty-one points yeah. after he was allegedly out there doing all type of stuff. Yeah, he, people was he, like, he well, was, he was like, I'm just gonna play for my freedom real quick. Isn't that what Dave Chappelle said? Yeah. <laughs> so and he succeeded because here he is out here in the streets today, free. So you know, it's a win. Like it, it's 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 always interesting. Like if if you if you drop. If you stop doing well, then people are like, all right, then he, he's guilty. <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. say why, how well you do is how guilty you are. <laughs> Which is, you know, <laughs> I don't interesting. Like, even with R. Kelly, like, when he, they dropped Ignition, everyone was like, 
but did he? I'm like, really? He, he still did it. He's still trash. <laughs> but everyone was like, but ignition though. And so people just let it go because he, he was, did slap though. It did. Yes, but we're not going to play that ever. So. No, never, ever, ever. It's, it's never Where happened. was I the other day? Oh, it was at my, my friend's um birthday um, paint night thing. And uh, what was the song came on? Up in the Club came on. And I mean, even though it's not R. Kelly, he's not on the song. He's not one of the featured artists. I think he wrote it. He wrote the song. And I think he does make a little like ad lib cameo in it. She got up so fast and changed that song. I was like, I want to hear Joe Button, but then, uh, I guess we're going to throw it away then. <laughs> So R. Kelly thing has really just been devastating for music listeners. <laughs> Truly, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's also been devastating to the people he actually like assaulted which and whatever, more, which, more, which is more important. More important. But it's like when you're listening to music and you got to be like, oh snap, R. Kelly, gotta gotta change that, gotta throw that away. It's like, damn yeah. it, damn you, R. Kelly, damn you. Yeah, but yeah, but um, yeah, like I said, the, um, back to the Jim Jones album, yes. Fire. Listen to it. All the tracks were fire. This might be his best album, honestly. I haven't listened to the whole thing yet, so I don't really have um, anything to. I don't really t- have a final opinion, but what I have heard, I do like so far. Yeah, wasted talent was good too, like I said, and like, um, someone said this, but it makes sense. Like he he is improving <laughs> as he goes. Like he he was just like the the bodyguard and the ad lib dude for Matt Long, mm-hmm. and then he just started rapping, and he just gradually got better with rapping. Like the first hit was balling. <laughs> That everybody knew him for, but then like he just gradually got better and like seeing someone grow with their lyrics is it's pretty cool to watch. I'll be honest, it's pretty good to watch. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a good thing to watch. Yeah. So I appreciate it getting to that. Um, yeah, it's interesting to me that he's making music more now because yeah. I feel like when they first started loving hip hop, which to be clear was to follow Jim Jones. That's why the whole show came about in the first place. Um, <laughs> was it was supposed to be a show about you know, following Jim Jones and um, his now wife, I think, and, you know, like sort of his moves in the industry. And I remember watching from even back then and, like, his focus wasn't really music. Like, he was focusing more on, like, fashion and, like, you know, I think he had, like, a line of jackets or something something he had. I remember them jackets, Something he had going. And, like, it seemed like for the two or three seasons he was on the show, like, that's what, the focus was was him getting into like other aspects of business not like, music so like, it's hu- interesting hu- to see hu- that he's doubled back to that hustlers are different hustlers move different in this game that's why I'm like if you like people who, who've been hustling they, they move different like he's like whatever works let's go this mm-hmm. work we're doing this this work we're doing this <laughs> he rapped because he was like I guess we're doing this because it makes money let's get into this let's make some lyrics <laughs> Yeah, and there's a few people like even like um, what's it called Jeezy, same thing. He was also like, "Yo, I'm a hustler. I just this works. Let's do this." <laughs> yeah, because I thought it was interesting. He was putting out music like maybe like a year or two ago. I was like, "When the last time he put out music though?" Like yeah. I didn't even know that was still a thing he was doing. And he was, and he's like, his focus is nowhere around being rapper. No, not at all. He, he's always like, "Nah, I'm just I just hustle. That's what I do." He's like, he doesn't call himself like he 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 started rapping out of out of like I need to make money. So let's right, make and it looked like the rappers is making the coins. So let me <laughs> let me just get into that get some, real quick. Let's get some good lyrics together, and then just kill it and just have some hit songs, <laughs> and then make it work. Make it work. Which, which at that that the muscles are different. Word to Big Bird. All right. Um, I remember we were having this conversation before about um, what you consider what people consider pop instead of in the hip hop world. Mm-hmm. 
and I remember you had a um, you had a comment, and like I guess it's based off of how you were introduced to hip hop, mm-hmm. and like anything outside of that, you kind of categorize as pop. Because I remember I was, I was going through like different artists, I was like, do you consider them as pop and everything? Mm-hmm. And it was inter- interesting your take because like you kind of put anybody in the Northeast mm-hmm. as, as hip hop, as hip hop, and everybody else is like just is just like it's pop, pop to you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know how you have more more New York bias than I do. In terms of hip hop, <laughs> it's just what I was exposed to, man. I think I, I think I asked you about Outkast, and you said it's it's still more pop, and I I I, I call Outkast hip hop. <clears throat> Maybe Outkast is not necessarily. The, I think Outkast is hip hop because I've listened to both of them like rap extensively. I think. Outcast as a brand is pop. I don't think the brand is pop. I think a lot of what I think they I think because, I think a lot of what they have put out as like singles and like lead songs for things are very poppy. Like their more hip hoppy songs to me aren't the songs that have made it out to the public as as singles. You, you know why I don't think that's fair? I don't think it's fair because I think hip hop life isn't fair, Mark. <laughs> hip hop creates what's popular. I agree. So with that I, I think it's not fair that they put out great music, and because it became popular, because hip hop is so fantastic, that now it's pop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like that's, I, I feel like that's not a fair assessment because like, I make a great song, hip hop is good. Oh, we're gonna make it's a great song, so we're just gonna call it pop because of how it sounds. But like, hip hop define hip hop has defined what pop look sounds like. It's true. I don't disagree with that. Um, so I think I think that, you know, it, it's hard to, I think, <sighs> categorize hip-hop as pop because I can see why it is. Is it how it I, sounds or is it content <sighs> to you? And I, I, I guess that's what it comes down to. I, I, in, I guess in my it's mind, how it sounds, but to your point, hip-hop is guiding a lot of what the sound is now of everybody. But I guess... I guess my thing with categorizing something as pop is that I feel like pop is for everybody. Hip hop is for us. Okay. And I guess maybe that's why I think so certain things are hip hop because I'm like, this feels like us. This other thing that came from hip hop or is even done by a hip hop artist is being consumed by everybody. And so, so that so I, becomes, I think that's the way becomes, I kind of frame it. So if it becomes popular, it becomes pop? Maybe. Like, no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know if what if how I feel makes sense because it probably doesn't and that's fine. <laughs> but like, I just feel like. Because in my mind, co- like when pop I, is going by content. Okay. I, I, I feel as if like, like they always call it bubblegum rap mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Just like pop, I think goes by. Like, like you can't tell me that. Jay-Z is hip-hop, but the City Girls are hip-hop, too. I'm not going with that. I'm sorry. You can? I'm I'm not going to go for it. <laughs> you can say that. People can. I'm not with it. <laughs> I'm, no. You're, no not going, you're not going to say that. I will not, I will not give those girls... <laughs> The the I will not allow them in to my in the, mind to be, in the same to be on the same level the, in the, the same in the same genre in the same genre. Like to me, it just sounds nuts. Like 
you trying to tell me we got Jay-Z, we got Nas, we got Fab, we got Jim Jones, we got Cameron, we've got Jaden, and we've got all these people, but you're going to tell me Blueface who can't stay on the beat is hip-hop? I don't think so. And and this is why I think... Stop it now. But they've been saying this for years, but that's why like hip-hop needs subgenres. Maybe. Maybe we need to break it down we, so we, we can separate out we, the, not, we just, the, the knots just, from the... From because, the because rock has subgenres. I guess. I don't have, listen to have, this. I don't know. You have heavy metal. You have alternative. You have different You have different things. All sounds the same to me, but you know, it's whatever. I'm but, just being honest. But the point I'm making is, I think hip-hop just needs subgenres. I think that's the problem. Okay. Like, they, like for instance, um, they, you say trap, and then you have like stuff like, stuff like that. But they, they just need to break down the subgenres. And I think that's, that's how that will go. Because to your point, correct. Like, people like say certain subgenres like they call certain things boom bap mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. um they call certain things trap they call certain things west coast <laughs> mm-hmm. like with, with west coast vibe like it they, they have certain things mm-hmm. to it, you know what i'm saying um people call things mumble rap which they gotta find a different name because it's still kind of disrespectful yeah call somebody mumbling because they're not mumbling they're saying words maybe they're not clear but maybe, maybe they are I, saying words i don't hear what you're saying but you are like future. I've had to really just focus. Like I really had to tune in. Future, I'm cool with. Young Thug, what is he saying? I never know. <laughs> oh my god! When we went to that J Cole concert last year, and Young Thug was the opener. I legit felt like for 45 minutes I just I couldn't felt, hear. I felt so old. I, I felt. So I felt like old. I couldn't hear because he was, was like he was rapping. I was like, yo. Are they saying words? What's happening? Like I felt so perplexed. Like I just felt like my ears weren't working. Like I just felt like my ears just said no. And then like we're it, not gonna process it was bad any of because this. like everybody around us was like rapping. And I was like, oh, you know what they're saying. So, like I, so I, I, I was I, learning I, the words from the people rapping around us. So I was I, like, okay. I felt like the complete old person at the concert. Yeah, I said, Mm-mm. young young thug <laughs> and the ilk of of young thug ain't for me because I don't I, know what them ninjas be saying. I had no hand idea to God, what he was hand saying. to God, don't know I what they so talking confused. about. I was so confused. Oh God, and and, and, and that's it, another one. That's hip hop next to Nas. How, sir? How? How? And that's why Where? I, and that's why I said I think it you can have subgenres. So what's their genre? Trash? <laughs> We're not gonna call it trash. People like it. Like okay. the the way they flow, they go in certain pockets. That Unintelligibly, night. but okay. They they flow in certain pockets, so they have a they have a they have um they're conscious about how flows work. They're conscious about the sounds that they make. They make different inflections in their voice. So like how it sounds audibly, <laughs> it makes sense. So I'm, I'm not going to call it trash. It's not for me. Okay. Maybe trash was harsh, but <laughs> I'm leaning towards standing by what I said. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mm, mm, yeah. I can't take it. It's not for, it's for somebody. Because even when we went to um, Duce Palooza, which you're going to talk about in a second, like, when they played some of those songs, I was legit like, I don't know yeah, I don't, any of this. But the people around us that were of the younger demographic, they were turnt and going up for it. And I was just like, oh, okay. We can talk about that right now because that's the music anyway. Yeah. But like, Duce Palooza was, was cool. Um, I I appreciate how much of the New York music was played. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I was very hyped. By like how yes they played a lot of Jay Z because you know Jay Z is a owner of Duce yeah. of Duce and so you know as owner they got to play his music and it was in Brooklyn so again Jay Z yeah, just Matt so just Matt, Matt Jay Z so Mark got his life as I, a stand I did. I he did, did. He I did. did even my sister was looking like Mark is standing this hard yes 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 he is he's standing this hard correct yes correct 
Please acknowledge. Jay Z Freeway. I'm good. Oh yeah, yeah. They had they had some cuts playing in there. Like I kind of mm-hmm. got my college life a little bit with some of the songs they were playing. They played. I will say this: when Nuck a Few Buck came on, I was coming back from the bathroom. I was like, I don't know what I'm about to walk into because people have been drinking Douce and probably been drunk before they got here. What are we about to do? But it was actually very pleasant. Nuck a Few Buck. Um, Douce has found a way to like make sure it, it focus on drinks, but not have crazy drinking things going on. Yeah. Cra- crazy drunk people everywhere. Yeah, like it was... They, they found some way... I don't know how they did that. Well, I mean, I think it's probably the money they charge you because it's yeah, not yeah. a cheap event to yeah, go to. That's what it is. So if this was like a $10 thing, I'm not losing anything if I paid $10. If I paid 50 though, yeah. I'm going to act right in this function because I'm not trying to get kicked out. And I, I think it's even more that because like you... you what is that? Why do you keep doing that? I don't know. Um, I think it's it's more because like you'll um you'll have the cost... You'll pay this money for it. And then you'll um, you'll like get two drink tickets. Mm-hmm. So you're like, all right, I'm gonna do these drink tickets, and like they try to, you're less inclined to pay for more drinks. Yeah, after the two drink tickets. That's true. Those drinks think- are very expensive. Um, outside of not very expensive, but like if you gave me two free drink tickets, and then you're telling me if I want another drink is fifteen dollars, I'm good, love. I'm gonna just go with my two two drink tickets and call it a day. Yeah, because fifteen dollars for a drink is trash to me. Yeah. That's entirely too much money. And I remember looking at that listing of drinks and I was like, I'm not paying for that. Sorry. And I actually ended up with four drink tickets, which was lovely. I only used two, but whatever. Um, so I did enjoy what I did enjoy about Duce Palooza because um, I went in kind of being like, so people just going to be drunk and wilding and doing the most. I was a little nervous. But it actually, the the process of even like getting into the venue and getting your you know your wristband and your drink ticket, it was very nicely done. Fire Festival hopefuls could have taken a lesson from it, because yeah. um, it was very well organized. Um, maybe Jarvu should have came so he could see how you properly throw um, a concert <laughs> festival situation. Because yeah. it was very smooth, very well organized. It was a lot of people out there, but they made it very simple to um, get in and get to what you had to do. Um, the bar lines weren't long. They had a lot of bars. It was because my thing with these types of events too is like it'd be like six thousand people in there, one bar. How's this gonna work, sis? The volume, yeah. the numbers don't match. Yeah. So they had multiple bars all over the place, which was very helpful and I think kept down um hostilities at the function. Um and I also think too that uh the 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 DJ did a good job of keeping the energy high and keeping people like dancing and entertained and singing along. You know there were blacks, so obviously we swag surfed because that's what blacks do at functions. Yeah. Um, what what I also appreciate, and like I remember them saying it, and it makes sense. Duce Palooza comes off as you and your eight friends, y'all go party and y'all have fun, and you're like, hey, we're gonna throw like concerts, and so it's like. So it's not just like a DJ playing music. It's like you and your friend on stage rapping along what, like that. And like that's, that's who the host of the Dulce Plus is doing. It's, it was on stage rapping along, just like interacting with the, the crowd and everything. Yeah. Like, it, 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 was, it was fly. It was fly. Yeah, how, they, how they were shooting it. T-shirts into the air like a football game at a, at a college. Yeah. I didn't get a T-shirt. I was too far back. I mean, I wasn't super far back, but I wasn't far back enough for the reach of what the, how they was blowing the T-shirts out or whatever. Like Just like how you used to be like rapping along with songs. They were just doing up there doing that. Yeah, like, they had like, it was so, a guy up there that was like rapping along and dancing. And it was just like a fun time. It was yeah. a, a chill, fun time. It was a really, really big backyard barbecue. Yeah, basically. It's yeah. just like, and I think like it that the way they did that is, is, is good. Yeah. Is good. The one thing I will change, though, 
if we go again, I'm sitting in VIP. I'm not standing up because I stood up for like four hours. And while I had a blast, when we were walking back to the car, my legs were like about to give out on me because <laughs> I don't think I realized how long I had been standing. And my legs were like, girl, stop it. Um, the other thing. So, yeah, at the Duce Palooza, we went to the one in Brooklyn and the artist uh, that was featured was YG. I don't know nothing about YG. I had to look up YG songs because I was just like, he's a feature for what? Like, he just put an album out, which is fine. I didn't listen to it, probably won't. Um, but, like, I had to look up YG to see who he was and see what his music was because I didn't, I didn't know. Um, yeah, YG's not for me. He's for somebody, but he's not for me. Um, You're like, he, he has a big following. I know that. Yeah, he's a California guy. Like, you know, his, he has a lot of energy performing and whatnot. He's just not for me. Specifically, I'm not into what he's got going on. Word. Um, but um, it was cool. We left uh, in the middle of his set because we had to go home because it was like Memorial Day Monday. We had work the next day, so we were like, we should probably leave. Yeah. And go to bed so we can go to work the next day. But um, apparently, he brought out Trey songs, um, which was cool, I guess. Um, and there were some other some other like folks that came out on the stage and did a little, you know. Little Diddy, or whatever the case is. But, um, yeah, I thought it was cool. Like, the event was, like, well-timed. It felt, you know... Like, I would go again. I would go again. But I would go sit in VIP, for sure. I'm yeah. not... I would pay for the VIP tickets. I'm not standing up again. Get some chairs. Yeah. Because I just... It's too many dang on people. Yeah. Oh, my God. And can we just talk about the, the chiefing that went on? <laughs> just everywhere I turned. Weed smoke, weed smoke, weed smoke, weed smoke. I'm like, if I had locks, my hair would just straight be smelling like weed. For the whole... Life. The whole week, basically. Um, so, you know, I mean, but I, I also, <laughs> when I came in, they didn't really, they checked my, um, they waved me down with like a wand, but they didn't check my bag. And I'm just like, I could have had anything in here. I, I, I told you why. Why? Because we, we, we looked at it. We, 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 look, we look safe. <laughs> but who knows maybe we playing up on the we look safe and we really come in there to to get busy with like, somebody i'm i'm like I'm, I'm okay with that because like you know they always got the pat down with black events yeah because i was so I, I'm, that's I'm, what i was expecting i was expecting like a full pat down the like pat down. The aggr- that's what i was there for and so when the guy just waved me over with the wand and was like go ahead i was like oh uh, oh okay yeah but like honestly like i said with that event i don't think it's too much going on anyway yeah like like, the type of people that come to something like that aren't necessarily coming to something like that to, to, to do all that extra stuff. Yeah. So I, I, Hopefully. I think the most that people are sneaking in is, is wheat. Honestly. Yes, and it was plentiful. If I was into that, I would have had several options from which to choose <laughs> um, based on what I was smelling. So, yeah. But it was a good time, nonetheless. Had a blast. Would recommend. Would recommend. Um, anything else we want to talk about related to that? Or can we move on to This Week in Random? We can move on to This Week in Random. Okay. So, um, excuse me. There were two things that, uh, Mark and myself were a part of this past week that we wanted to just give some quick shout outs to. So, um, on Thursday, um, we were a part of this mental health awareness event in, um, Hempstead because May, um, was mental health awareness month. Yeah. We spoke about it the last two podcasts. Yes. We talked about it on the last two podcasts. Um, it was at the African American museum in Hempstead. Um, it was a great discussion, um, amongst the panel, um, 
There were performances. There were poets. I sang. Um, Mark intro the moderator for the panel. Um, Avery was there being the star that she is. <laughs> it was, you know, she makes friends. She kisses hands, shakes, you know, it not was, shakes um, babies. It was a sponsor. Holds babies, kisses hands, you know, whatever. Shakes hands, you know It was sponsored I mean. by the Nassau County Office of Minority Affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, and by a legislative Celia Bino. Yeah. So it was a good time, great opportunity and, to... Uh, and us. And us. Yeah. It was a great opportunity to network, get to know some more people, and get more involved in the mental health awareness um, activities in um, Nassau County because we all know that that's a major um, issue in our communities today. So shouts out to everybody who was a part of that. It was a wonderful event. Um, we'll keep you updated with future events. Word. That we might be a part of as they come up. Word. I don't think they're coming up yet, but we'll, when something else comes up, we'll let you know. Word to big word. Um, the other thing that we wanted to um, highlight, um, Avery and I were part of a mother-daughter fashion show yesterday um, that was hosted by Vintage Glam Boutique LLC. Which is um, one of our partners. Yes. For, um, the BLM LLC is one of our partners. Uh, we've assisted them a lot with... Um, graphic design and just business help mm-hmm. so you can check them out at vintage glam boutique um dot com yes and on instagram also just yes. check them out yes. they are um, a fashion consultant agency mm-hmm. and they also do like um they help you with your closet <laughs> closet organization yeah. styling etc etc yep so that was a fun activity. Um, we had a good time. Um, it was a good day. It was a good day. I was tired, which, it, you know, I'm still tired because I left from there to go grocery shopping and then went to my friend's uh, birthday thing. So I'm a little tired. But, you know, it was a great day nonetheless. Can't complain. Um, moving on to some more serious uh, topics. Um, so as I'm sure we've all heard, um, Alabama... Um, has jumped into the running to become the most hated state in the United States. Um, <laughs> them in Florida are neck and neck right now. Yeah. Um, with the abortion laws, basically they have outlawed all abortion in Alabama. Um, I think there are challenges to that um, law happening right. at this moment. Um, but, you know, Mark added it on the list. Uh, so I'm sure you have some thoughts about yeah. it. Um, just just a few points. Um, nobody is really no one is pro-abortion. I just want to point that out, and I think that we have to stop with the um, thinking that it's a pro-life versus pro-abortion because mm-hmm. no one's really pro-abortion. No one. Everyone just wants choice. Yes. <laughs> to make it, you want the option. Yeah, and like a lot of times, it's um, like people might have health risk or anything like that. Um, I I believe really the big debate is just like what is a life. And I think yes. that's, I think that's that, that really what the debate is. Everything outside of that is not really there, but what debate is what is considered a life. Right. And I think once, and because everybody has a different definition of that, and that's why the conflict is there. I think that, that's really what it is, because everybody has a different definition about what a life right. is. Like, no one, no one wants, like, I don't think most people don't agree with, like, abortions after, like, six months or after, like, three months, honestly. Most people don't agree with that, right? So it's like it's not it's that that that's not really what the debate is. <laughs> like so, like I, I I think like make people make the debate by changing what the debate is <laughs> by changing like what the focus should be on. Right. I think the big focus on is people not agreeing about when what what is their life. 
Right. Because to me, I'm like, I, my whole thing, every time I see all these conversations, I'm like, where's the same energy when we're talking about, you know, death penalty? Because there are people who will sit up here and tell you that they're pro-life but pro-death penalty. You can't be pro-life and pro-death penalty at the same time. I need you to figure one out. Because death penalty, the word death right there, you're, you're advocating that someone has committed a crime and deserves to die. But then you're turning around and saying you're pro-life in the, in the, in the, in the instance of an unborn human in, you know, whatever form, whether it's like, you know, a clump of cells or whatever people want to call it. So pick one if you're going to be pro-life. The other issue, I think, too, is that y'all don't keep the same energy about this once the child is born. Y'all don't keep the same energy about it. Yeah, 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 pro-life, pro-life. But, like, where are the resources to support this new life that's coming into the world? Where are the resources to support the the young woman who's unprepared to have a child and doesn't know how to raise a child? Or doesn't have daycare, or doesn't have daycare, daycare money. Where, where, where are the social services that are in place to help that person? Um, where, are the, where are the people that are out here adopting kids out of foster care? What, what, where, where are they? You're so pro-life. Look at how many of these kids age out of foster care and are literally homeless and are on the streets and doing all types of stuff to survive. Where was all the pro-life then? If you're pro-life, take care of these lives that come into the world that you insist need to be here once they get here. If you're not going to do that, then leave me alone talking about some pro-life. If somebody, for whatever reason, feels like they are not and then we see, let me backtrack for a second. Then we see all these people out here with these little kids that they're killing children. Like, I've been seeing so many stories about that, and it's been stressing me out to see, like, all these parents or step-parents or a mama's boyfriend and all kind of foolishness harming and killing little children. Where is our concern for that kind of stuff when we're talking about pro-life? Some of these people may have been better off not having a child because they're ill-equipped to raise one. I'm raising one, and thus I say, it ain't for everybody. Everybody's not set up at, at at every point in their life to deal with this. And to say that it's okay to say somebody that has been um, sexually assaulted, molested, raped, cases of incest, stuff like that, you still need to have a child for what? For what? Yeah. To prove what? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like the long lasting issues of that to me are more concerning than the 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 decision the person makes to have an abortion because it's just not the ideal or correct or right or whatever situation to have a child like having this child and this child being a constant reminder of your sexual assault or rape or having this child um despite the fact that there's some genetic deficiency or something and now you have the added cost of taking care of a special needs child for the rest of your life like the having a child is such a permanent and long-reaching thing that to force someone to do it that you ain't going to help once they have the child, have this child. You know, I, 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 can't, I can't justify that. And, and this is where it comes down. Uh, I think a lot of times, and then even, even with the whole, um, um, like giving, um, well, doctors get 90 years mm-hmm. in prison for doing it and everything like that and like arresting the mothers for it and everything like that like it like the whole thing is crazy it's nuts i'm like what, what well what i heard what i saw um or heard someone say is that because the white population is declining um they're concerned about that and so that's why they're trying to implement these um abortion laws so that the white 
race will continue to um, grow at similar rates as other other races are growing in the country. I don't know how true that is, but it was an interesting thing that I saw. I don't know. But here's the the thing with with abortions is that people who have the means and access to get them will get them anyway. Who's really being affected by this is poor, underprivileged, disenfranchised individuals who don't have the resources to, you know, go and do this. That's the people that this is going to affect, not the people that got money and got connections and can make it happen anyway. Yeah, and I don't. I also don't understand like the whole the trying to defund Planned Parenthood. Like they they don't do. They do other things besides abortion, and I don't understand why people don't understand that. I think they said like only five percent of what they what do. they do is abortion. Like I know people who like were in college and didn't have health insurance, and like Planned Parenthood is where they went to get their like, you know, OBGYN care because they it was an affordable option for them. So I just the the ignorance that gets spewed about this is mind-boggling at best. Yeah, and I I think it it can be spewed because of um it's misdirection. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of misdirection, like just not focused. That's what I said. Like I, the main thing is people don't agree about when life begins. Yes. I think that's that that is the concern. Agreed. If if that if if that was like, everybody has a different thing. I, I think if that had a conversation, that's a different conversation that can be had about what's going on. Mm-hmm. When, does, when does life begin? Mm-hmm. And I think what, that conversation will yield different results. Agreed. Agreed. Um, but, yeah, either way, Alabama's garbage. Um, so is Florida. Um, there's a lot of states down there in that belt that's getting ready to be thrown away. Georgia's this close so, to being thrown away. So one, um, one thing that they said on The Daily Show, um, which is – Interesting point. The problem that, um, like, the difference between, like, let's 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 go on record and say I'm not Democrat or Republican. Correct. <laughs> but Republicans are good. Are known for going. To, they have a something that they're going for, and they just go hard for it. Mm-hmm. They've been saying for a long time we're going to overturn Roe v. Wade, and they're trying hard to get do that. They they go they go all in, even though they might not even believe it. They all go in with that. And Democrats do not do that at all. <laughs> they like they they made a comparison mm-hmm. that like when um Obama was elected, like he had both houses and everything, and then like when they were trying to do universal health care, Republicans, which was a minority, was like we don't want to do that, and Democrats were like okay, <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> do it, and like and so they, they just didn't do it, even though like they wanted to do it, like oh let's make sure like everybody's on the same page and agrees, and just like. Republicans have always been more ruthless mm-hmm. <laughs> than Democrats in terms of what they want to do. They do it regardless yeah. of how anybody feels, any other party feels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the the Mueller report came out. I'm not going to go too much into that, but it's it's just funny. Mueller's response was hilarity. He <laughs> said, "If I didn't think that your boy had done something, I would have said I didn't think it." As per my report, which was provided for you to read, I said what I said. Stop calling me down here to talk to y'all about what I already said. Okay? <laughs> he said, I'm not saying that he did something, but I'm not not saying that he did something. Okay? <laughs> he was like... Read between the lines, my G. I'm not saying that he did anything, but I'm not not saying that. I'm not not saying that. Because he, he said the words... If I could find a way to make sure that he's not guilty, I would have said that. Right. 
and and I did not say that. Thusly, <laughs> you should make your own conclusion. You you should figure something out because clearly. But the thing is, he said that in the report though, so I don't understand why he had to say it again. Right, like I just didn't understand the whole point of him coming to testify and do that whole shebang. Like I get, you know, Nancy Pelosi saying she wants to like make sure she has all the facts and blah 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 blah. But Robert Mueller's like, sis, I didn't give you all the tea. I didn't get. I didn't pour it all the tea I could pour. I'll I be, don't know what more I'll you want. I'll be honest. I don't like next year's the election. If they focus on um, impeachment, I don't think. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And that that that's where I understand where she's coming from. Yeah, I, I mean, I because, completely agree. Because like your whole campaign can't shouldn't be about like I think the problem with the um, election is everybody's camp everybody's like campaign is about Trump. Stop worrying about that dude. Just run your campaign. Just yeah. Just talk about the things you actually want to do to impact the country and the people. Yeah. Stop. Stop talking about that dude. <laughs> and I think that's that's the problem. If you stop talking about him, maybe everything will be fine. But mm-hmm. keep talking about him. So I think that's that's a big problem that they have. Yeah. 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 For sure. But it it, it has been hilarious watching Robert Mueller just be like, "Look, girl, I don't I don't already gave you all the information. I don't know why y'all even got me down here. Yeah. Um, leave me alone. Thank you so much. I I don't want to come back around here again." Okay, thank you. Um, next on the agenda, um, this is a serious topic. I guess we've been talking about semi-serious to serious things all day. Um, so the Virginia Beach shooting that happened last week, we have got to get a handle on this. Like, the fact that I heard about this and I wasn't even like, oh, my God. Like, I was legit like, oh, what happened? Like, that tells me that something is wrong with me and with this country that shootings are becoming such a normal thing that we're legitimately just like, oh, okay. Like, it's nuts. Like, what what are we going to do to stop this? Like, I was reading a report about it today, and basically, like, it doesn't seem like they can identify a reason why this guy did this. Like, he legit just, you know. Like, I think having a reason makes us feel better somehow, helps us rationalize it somehow. But, like, legitimately, it sounds like this guy resigned from his job literally hours before he came back. He re- he sent an email saying he resigned from his job, came a couple hours later. He still had ID access and came in the building and just started shooting. And I'm just like, what is going on? What is happening? I need I need somebody to explain to me. Why this is what what is it going to take for us as a country to stand up and put a stop to this type of stuff? Because it shouldn't be that I'm at work someplace that I'm supposed to be contractually between the hours of 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. And somebody just comes in there and kills me while I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So you can't even argue, oh, wrong place, wrong time. That wasn't where you were supposed to be. I'm supposed to be at my job Monday through Friday, 9 to 5. And the fact that someone can just come in there and kill me and I die, and then the next week somebody else goes and does the same thing and it just keeps happening and happening and happening. Like, what's happening here, people? Like, I need somebody to explain to me why these shootings are so prevalent. Like, this has got to be, like, the 50th one this year. And we only in June. Yeah. I'm like, what? <sighs> like, it's just exhausting every time I hear about these shootings. And it's like I'm seeing people on my Facebook that I know in Virginia marking themselves as safe. I'm like, what? What is happening? Yeah. yeah. What is happening? It, it's just so stressful. Mm-hmm. And it, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, wanted to talk about that and just say, you know, rest in peace to the people who passed away. Um, apparently the gunman also was killed. Um, 
And, you know, maybe we'll know why he did this. Maybe we will never know. But, like, I think, you know, our elected officials in this country need to start doing something about this. Because why are you here if you're not going to address this very serious, very real problem in our country of mass shootings just happening? Like, honestly, if I lived outside the United States, I would never come here. Because this place sounds nuts. Okay? It sounds absolutely nuts that people keep getting shot up. And speaking of places that sound a little nuts, I didn't put this down, but it was in my mind to mention. Um, So the DR is a very popular vacation spot for people. Um, You know, the deals are good. You get the all-inclusives and the so on and so forth. But I don't know what's up over there, but in the last couple of months, I've been seeing a lot of stories about couples dying over there. Like one, like they were driving, I think their car went over a cliff. Um, There was a story about a woman who got beat up by a hotel employee, um, at a hotel in the DR, and then I just saw recently two people were found dead in their hotel room. Like, it's not looking good for their tourism situation. For a country that depends so heavily on tourism to, like, fuel its economy, it's a little bit, like, distressing to me that these kinds of stories um, are popping up so frequently about that particular country. Like, I'm sure that, you know, there are other countries where, you know, um, violence and things like that are happening because, I mean, there are humans in places and humans do very strange things. Um, but, you know, I just I just think it's really weird that, you know, these these things are happening. So, you know, I say all that to say travel safe. Um, pay attention to your surroundings. Don't get got, you know, just, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, there's some places that in my gut I will never go to, and I don't know why. Like, every time somebody suggests it, I just be like, nah, I ain't going to go there. DR is one of them. Like, I've never felt an inclination to go there whenever people are like, oh, I'm going to DR. I'm like, okay. I'm good, love. I'm, I don't want to go. There's something in my gut that tells me don't go there. So I don't go there. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's just it's just sad to see this type of stuff happening. Um, moving on to more lighthearted things. So the NBA finals are underway. I'm not a huge basketball fan, but I do occasionally, like, pay attention. I care about it more than football, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> football, I don't care nothing about. Not even a little bit. Um, so Golden State Warriors versus the Toronto Raptors, and they are the uh, – this is the first time, I believe, that the Toronto Raptors are in the um, NBA Finals. So, you know, Canada's going up. Um, they, they, they're they feeling it. And, you know, Can- um, Canada's um, greatest ambassador, Aubrey Drake Graham, um, has been out here in the streets. <laughs> greatest ambassador. Who else do we know about from Canada that, that goes as hard about Canada as Drake does? The answer is no one. Um, so Drake has been out here causing some furor in the streets because, you know, he was trash talking Draymond Green and he was giving, um, the Milwaukee Bucks coach, uh, back in the, um, what you call it, the championship, whatever, um, a massage. Like, I just don't understand why people are making a big deal about Drake being Drake. Like, <laughs> Drake has been his way for a long time. Like, I just do not understand all the news stories and then making it a thing. Like, Drake, Drake is just draking, and I don't. It's been Drake for a long time. I don't get what the what the what the uproar is about. Like, Drake is just a he's Drake is about to be the Spike Lee of this generation when it comes to being on the sidelines at basketball games talking trash, because that's what Spike Lee's been doing with the Knicks. Yeah. If if Toronto's out here in these streets, Drake is be on is gonna be on the sidelines talking trash. So and I think Drake does have like legitimate like business ties to the Toronto Raptors in some way. Probably. So like yeah, I, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked at all. Like I don't know if he's a part owner or what it is. I got to do my googles and figure that out. But he is 
connected to the Toronto Raptors in some way. And so I'm like, you know, Drake is just Drake. Like, I don't understand why we're making it a big deal. Um, I do plan to hopefully, crossing my fingers, catch the next game, which is allegedly starting now. So we'll see if I I catch it when I get home. But, you know. Barack is going to be that that one, too, apparently. Who? Barack. Barack Obama? He was at the first one. He's going to be at this one, too. Okay, so I'm going to have to check it out because I miss Barack. <laughs> I, I miss seeing him on a regular basis. Barack be out here living his best life, not thinking nothing about us, which is really hurtful. But like, I get it. He he did his time. He's allowed to go be out here in the streets and be social and whatnot. But um, you know, I I'm rooting for the Raptors just because they're the underdog. This is their first time in the finals, and I want them to to have something. Because honestly, I forgot the Raptors were a basketball team because I don't think about them when I think about basketball teams. So I think Barack is a Golden State. The Golden State fan, he might be. Mm-hmm. I think he is. He might be. Either way, so I'm. I might have to toggle between that and um, what else comes on tonight? Real Housewives of Potomac, which is amazing. Balls. Love that yeah. show. What is happening? I love Real Housewives of Potomac, but it's coming on the same time as the the NBA Finals, so I might have to like go back and forth between the two of them. That's fine. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child fame, we all know her. Y'all won't stop dragging that girl for falling and you know being challenged with the dance it was moves. Mad long ago. People, people still bring it up, my G. Like she fell like 15 years ago. Like let's move on. But Michelle Williams has been killing with the fashion game lately. Like I, I follow her on Instagram, and I've just like she's literally taken my breath away with how she has looked in some of her fashions that she's posted on Instagram this last week. So I just wanted to give the good sis kudos because she's been hashtag going through it. Um, also, um, in reference to that, um, one of the outfits she had on was this, like, black, like, you know, tool number, and she had, like, the cinched waist and all that giving me all the life. The makeup in here was, like, to the gods. Um, and she was on her way to the wearable art gala. Um, I saw Beyonce, Blue Ivy, and Kelly there. So I don't know, maybe DC had a little reunion gave us a little bop. At the Royal Art Gala, I don't know. But um, Beyonce was dressed, I guess, as um, Nala. um, Because, you know, she's the voice of Nala in Lion King. So her costume was um, Nala-inspired. It had, like, a lion on the front. It was gold or whatever. I like the actual bodysuit. But the the, she was trying to give me Billy Porter tees with, like, the cape that she was holding up. But I didn't like the fabric of it. And I don't know if it looks better in person and just photographed badly. But, like, I just didn't like the fabric. She could have kept it. Um, Blue Ivy, though, had on this cute little, like, yellow um, outfit with, like, kente print and, like, little, like, hat or head wrap to match it. And she was lip syncing to um, Circle of Life, and it was super cute. They all looked really cute, but I just uh, wanted to shout that out because, like, the stuff that people use for this wearable art gala is, like, just so amazing to me. It's amazing what we as humans will do with, like, any type of material to make it, like, wearable art. So... I just wanted to shout that out. I saw a lot of um, black people were out there living their best life. And so, um, you know, kudos to all of them. But, you know, especially Michelle Williams, because she was out here giving me so much life with the looks. Um, But, yeah, that's really all I had on the agenda for this week in random. Is there anything else that um, popped up in your in your stuff that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, we can go right to tea tips. Tea tips, tea tips. Tea tips. So, yeah. the BLM tea tips this week, we're going to talk about the four P's of marketing. The four P's of marketing are product, price, promotion, and place. It's what you focus on when you're trying to do marketing. First, product. 
The first of the four P's of marketing is product. Our product can either be a tangible good or an intangible service that fulfills a need or want of consumers. First, you need to know what your what is your product. A lot of times, people just need to know exactly what your product is. Right. Um, I know it sounds simple, but it, it's not because a lot of people don't know exactly what their product is. Sometimes when they're trying to do a service, they're like, "Oh, you know, I do little everything." No. What is your product? Right. What is the tangible thing what, that a customer can get from you or what, walk away from you? What with? are you selling? Yes. <laughs> I need to know what you are selling. Even if you're trying to help people out, but what are you selling to make them money? What is that product? Number two, price. Once a concrete understanding of the product offering is established, we can start making some pricing decisions. You need to decide what that price is. Um, A lot of times we have to start with the um, negotiable price and have a set price. If you want to go down or a little down for somebody you know, you have that option, but you need to have a set price. Um, I, I fell into this trap when I first started doing graphic design. Because someone would say, I, I would, um, someone would say they want something, and they would ask me how, how much does it cost, and I would say, "What is your budget?" What is a terrible thing to say? You need to have a price. You are worth something with your price, so you need to say exactly what you are worth. Mm-hmm. Know exactly what you, how much does this cost? How are you going to put this price together? And tell them the price. The third P is promotion. You've got a product. You got a price, and now it's time to promote. Promotion looks at the many ways marketing agencies disseminate relevant product information to consumers and differentiate a particular product or service. Promotion includes elements like advertising, public relations, social media, email marketing, commercials, video marketing, anything that we can help promote. What are you doing? Uh, sometimes flyers and brochures if you're doing like a table but just different ways you can promote what's happening that promotion is important I know a lot of people just go straight to promotion when thinking of marketing but you need to have that product and that price first and then you have to prom- promotion and then the last P is place often you will hear marketers saying that marketing is about putting the right product at the right price at the right place at the right time so meaning where you put that promotion, where you put that product, where you, when you put that product matters. Mm-hmm. The placing of that. This product might do well now. It might not do well in a few months. Word. Word. All right. It might be hitting now. Like, for instance, um, I was talking to somebody about when it comes down to fashion. Right now, a lot of people are going to prom. So certain things might work for prom for high school students now that might not work later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because right now is a time for it. Knowing where to promote certain things matters. Knowing where to post your information matters. Uh, what websites to put your information on matters. You shouldn't. You should make sure that it goes hand in hand with what you are promoting. Don't just put information about video games on a website that has nothing to do with video games. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. Yeah, like that's so, not going to yield any results. So try to make sure the place where you put it matters. Mm-hmm. So once again, four Ps, product, price, promotion, and place. Mm-hmm. All right. That is your 
the BLM T tips for the week. And I think we're good now, right? Yeah. Um, next week we're gonna have to. Um, this next week we're gonna have to read the uh, Jesse Smollett um, information that's been right. released <laughs> and uh, talk about that because um, I definitely I'm like they uh, the streets are saying that he was buying drugs from them dudes that allegedly beat him up. So I'm like, oh, plot thickens. So I have to get I have to spend my week um, reading these documents because <laughs> I need to know what's happening because that has been the most confusing story of 2019. <laughs> Like, nothing about it makes any sense. I'm so confused about the, the whole thing. And the whole thing is nuts. We'll also probably next week give you a review of when they see us. When they see us, yeah. Everybody's been talking about that. Um, and I'm honestly debating whether I want to watch it or not because, like, I I don't want to be angry. Um, that's why I still can't watch Roots again to this day. I've seen it one time and was like, okay, that's enough for me. Um, so I, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to see it. Just the way people are talking about it and saying like when they see us, like they can barely get through the first episode. I'm like, okay. Okay. So well, I don't even I don't well, even know if I could do this. We're gonna watch it and then talk about it next week. <sighs> yeah. Okay, I guess that's on the agenda. So if I come in here like fighting and mad, just understand that, you know, it's because of that. Because just the way I've seen people talking about it, it sounds like I'm gonna be infuriated Work. by what I'm watching. Right. Even though I know the story and how it ends and blah, blah, blah. I'm still going to be infuriated. Okay. So um, we'll see you next week. Yes. Thank you for listening to episode eight. Um, tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell somebody about the pod. Put them on. Let them listen to the greatness. Um, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Stitcher, um, on our website, all love no fear um, If you want to ask us questions, um, suggest topics for future podcasts, um, all love no fear at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, we have a Facebook page as well. All of no fear podcast, I think, is the name situation for all of those. We're on the Podbean app also. The Podbean app. Okay, yes. very nice. Well, if you if you use that Podbean app, we're real, we're available on that. Also. Yes, we're also on Blueberry. I forgot about that. We're also on there as well. So basically, we're on most of the streaming um, platforms for podcasts and stuff like that. Um, so you know, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. Word. Bye. We got you later.